Hello everyone, Kirk Hamilton here. Welcome to Strong Songs. So a funny thing happened. I was working on the Q&A episode that I'm going to be releasing in a little over a week. And the first question was something I've gotten from a lot of people about a very popular song. And I spent long enough answering the question that I decided that it might be fun to make it its own little mini episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. So of all the songs that have come out in recent memory, there is one song in particular that a whole lot of listeners have asked me about, and that is, of course, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, the extremely catchy, extremely earwormy song from the Netflix Witcher series. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. Listener Corey writes in with a question that could stand in for the other people who've asked about this. Corey writes, why is Toss a Coin to Your Witcher so great? Now, obviously, that's a subjective question, but I do think there are a couple of things about this song that are like a little bit magic that kind of uh, take it over the top and elevate it beyond what it could have been. Some of those things are thematic. I think that this song is a perfect fit for this show and that the song wouldn't be as successful as it was if the show wasn't the show that it was and the two are very intertwined. Some of those things are musical, though, and I think that this song is basically Basically, uh, it, it peaks early, and I think that there is one perfect moment in this song that is the reason that it works as well as it does. And there are some musical elements that sort of go in order to build up to that perfect moment. But when that perfect moment hits, that's the moment that the whole song comes together, and the rest is really just gravy from there. Now, the song was composed by Sonia Bellasova, Giona Ostinelli, lyrics by Jenny Klein, and it was performed and sung by Joey Beatty, who plays Jaskier the Bard, otherwise known as Dandelion the Bard, to fans of the books and the games. And he writes this song as a sort of a tribute to Geralt of Rivia and a little bit of PR for him to try to help spread the word that actually witchers are pretty cool. So this song is structurally simple. It's just a verse and a chorus. It's quite a chorus. And actually, it's quite a verse, too. I don't see enough people talking about how good the verse is in this song. But like I said, it peaks early, and it's really just kind of a steady build to that first peak. It starts very small and then just steadily adds some degree of intensity with each new you know, section of the song until it arrives at this glorious culmination. So let's start at the very beginning. It's just Jaskier and his lute. And I'm pretty sure it is actually a lute on this recording. It might be an acoustic guitar but I think it kind of sounds like some kind of lute, so let's call it a lute. Anyway, just Jaskier and his lute at the beginning, at its smallest, before they begin to build. When a humble bar graced a ride along with Geralt of Rivia, along came this song. So it's a pretty open and pretty neutral chord progression at first. This song is in B-flat minor. It kind of just moves a pretty straightforward way. There's this one kind of cool, like, sus7 chord, but mostly pretty straightforward. Beatty is way down in his lower register. He's, like, singing low A's and B-flats. And it's all just very spacious and low energy. The second verse, the lute part changes significantly, and it adds a lot to the drama of the song. When the white wolf fought a silver tongue, Devil, his army of elves and his hooves did they revel. 
So the chord progression is pretty much the same, B flat minor, E flat major, E flat minor. It's moving through the same kind of shapes. They extend one section, but that's not the thing that really makes this part magic. What makes it magic is the accompaniment has changed. And so you get this really cool static line with a moving bass line. The top two notes are F and E flat, and those stay put throughout this entire section. They just sort of repeat. If you put them by themselves, it would just sound like an F and E flat, and it wouldn't really imply any harmony. That's where the bass note comes in. So the bass note starts on a B flat with that F and the E flat on top, and then it begins to move around. So the F and the E flat stay put, but because the bass note changes, it changes the way that it sounds, and it's a very dramatic effect. It creates a totally different vibe. It's a distinct escalation to have those two notes just stay the same on top and add different amounts of tension depending on what harmony is being implied by the bass note. The bass note just keeps moving around. It's very, very cool. However, it's still drawing you in and Beatty is still singing in his lower register, so on the third verse, he goes up an octave and things become much more dramatic in the vocals while that dramatic accompaniment also remains in place. They came after me with masterful deceit Broke down my loot and they kicked in my teeth While the devil's horns minced our tender meat And so cried the witcher, he can't be bleed That is the stuff. That third verse is so crucial. It's the first major linchpin of the song. Beatty is a great singer, and while I've seen people celebrate this song, I don't see him getting enough credit for his vocal performance on this. I think he sounds great, especially on this verse, because he's singing so delicately with such great technique and such command and so much drama. This verse is where they have you. This is like, here we are. This is goofy fantasy storytelling. This guy has got a story to tell me. It's going to maybe be silly. It's going to definitely be self-centered in that way that dandelion always is i mean this isn't some great heroic drama this is just some guys jumping them and breaking his loot but he's gonna tell it to me with such gusto and with such good music that i am on board so despite the ridiculous lyrics he's got the listener drawn in when he hits the chorus which like i said is a great chorus very very catchy it sounds great but it's all in how he builds up to it i think that makes this song really work and so cried the witcher he can't be bleed Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. So this is a really well-constructed chorus. The main thing that I think works about it is the contrary motion between the melody and the harmony. The harmony is going, so it's B flat minor to F to D flat major to E flat major, back to B flat minor to E flat major, to B flat minor. So when I play the chords like that, it sounds one way. That's just playing them all in root position, but it's arranged so that it's actually descending chromatically. It starts on the B flat minor, that's a B flat in the bass, and then it goes to an F, which is over the A, melody implies F augmented, and then it goes to the D flat, which is over the A flat, and then to the E flat, which is over the G. So you have this descending chromatic line happening, and that's really emphasized by the way that the harmony moves while he's singing the melody. In fact, when I voice it that way, people who have been keeping up on strong songs may recognize that chord progression. That's because it's pretty much the same chords as the chords at the beginning of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, which we recently did an episode on. Here's the beginning of Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) 
same first four chords. So let's kind of mash them together and see what that sounds like. So, you know, that sounded pretty good, but I think we got to break out the flute and really go for it. That's more like it. So obviously this is a kind of a common chord progression. I mean, it's already been the subject of one lawsuit. There are a lot of songs that use it, and that's because that descending chromaticism is just a cool sound. Now the melody moves in the opposite direction. While the harmony is moving down, the melody is moving up, and then the melody returns back down when the harmony starts moving up. So they're kind of moving apart from one another, and then they move back together, which just creates a nice sense of like melodic space. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to The other thing I like in this chorus is that when he's singing oh valley of plenty, there actually aren't chords playing. It transitions from being a series of chords, you know, that descending Led Zeppelin chord progression, to suddenly being a riff that's played on the lute. It's a single note line that runs as a kind of a counterpoint to the melody. I think it sounds really neat, and it emphasizes that kind of Renfair sound. Also worth noticing that there are now multiple lutes in, I think there are two going, so the ensemble has slightly expanded since the initial verses. Listen one more time and I'll play along with it on piano to sort of bring out the line. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, It's a nice little counter melody that I think adds a richness to this initial chorus, and it does kind of get lost when the full ensemble comes in, so I like how they're using the space that they've got here. You know, there aren't even chords on some of these sections, they're just playing these single note counter melodies, but it really kind of fleshes things out. In fact, on the second refrain of the chorus, because there are two lutes in now, one of them just plays these really cool counter melodies and doesn't play chords at all. Um, Check this out, I'll play along with the whole thing that the lute player plays on the second refrain. Oh, valley of plenty, oh, valley of plenty, oh. Right here. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh, valley of plenty. There's one more magic moment in this recording, and it happens at the very end of the chorus. They change the harmony a little bit the second time, and they hit this five sus chord, and it builds, and it builds and then it resolves so perfectly that this song became a massive meme and hit. I swear to you, I think that it's this moment at the end of the chorus that takes this song to a whole new level. Coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. Here it is. <laughs> the edge of the world, fight the mighty horn. That's it. That's the moment that makes the song. The rest is just gravy. I actually think the mix is kind of weird on the rest of the recording once the whole ensemble comes in. The vocals kind of get lost. It doesn't have the magic of the first part. It's still great. It's like a good culmination for the song. But that's it. That end of that chorus, the way he sings that high A that resolves to the B flat, it is perfect. It's perfect the way that he builds to that high B flat, but then the voice alone resolves to the note. And for just a second, it's just his voice singing that beautiful, high note. 
perfectly executed and equally perfectly executed is the lute line that brings in the ensemble that kind of comes in. He holds the note, the time goes away for a minute, and then the lute just comes in with this nice little flourish. And he sings the lyrics, at the edge of the world, fight the mighty horde, which is just the most cheesy fantasy lyric ever, and it's so good. He thrust every elf far back on the shelf, high up on the mountain, from whence he came. edge of the world, mighty hordes, elves and shelves. It tells you exactly what you're listening to. You're listening to a fantasy theme song. It's this perfect mix of silliness and drama that feels just like the show itself. So let's listen back to that chorus one more time and listen for all of those things. The extra lute that comes in, the chromatically descending chord progression, the melody that moves in counter to it, the harmony it has in common with Stairway to Heaven, the lute counter melodies that sneak their way in, and of course that glorious tense five chord that resolves to a high B flat before a lute Flourish brings in the larger ensemble. Keep an ear out for all of that. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. It's so, so good. I can't say enough about that moment, that transition after the first chorus into the full ensemble. It's so perfectly executed that I swear I really think that it's the thing that made this song into a phenomenon. Obviously, this song is a collection of ingredients. The ingredients are very well mixed and they work really well. It builds perfectly to that first chorus, but that's the moment, the sort of chef's kiss on top of the whole thing that ties it all together and just perfectly encapsulates that tone I'm talking about. The tone of this song, that that silliness, that drama, it fits so well with the show that the song itself almost becomes a stand-in for the show. I mean, this song didn't have to be good. This could have just been a little silly, tossed-off thing. But instead, it's this mega earworm. It's this great power ballad that really has all the staying power. I think you could kind of say the same thing of The Witcher. It could have just been another lousy adaptation of a series that only fans of Polish fantasy and or video games are into. But, you know, not a whole lot of people in the in the broader culture are into. And instead, it was this surprisingly great, charming thing that a whole lot of people like that's clearly going to be around for a little while. So it's fun from there on out. I mean, it gets really big, and that's that's always cool when a song that starts small gets big. Though, like I said, I don't love the mix there. You can probably hear it. It's like, it's just hard to hear. There's got to be a reason it's mixed that way, maybe related to it being on the TV show and not you know, initially intended to be released as a single or something, but I don't know what that is. Anyways, it's not that big of a deal because really, after that first chorus, when he hits the high B flat and the full ensemble comes in, that moment is so magic that everyone's on board and you can do whatever. The mix could be whatever. We all know the chorus. It's already stuck in our heads and we've only heard it once. So they repeat it a bunch more times by the end. And I mean, yeah, it's stuck in your head because it's a great chorus, but the song has achieved what it's set out to achieve. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. At the edge of the world, fight the mighty horn, 
It's an unlikely hit from a kind of unlikely source, and that's the magic of it. It works both as a song with some really great moments, but also because it wraps itself so tightly to the show from which it originated. The Witcher is a goofy, joyful show that was obviously created with a lot of care and love, and I can't seem to get it out of my head how fitting that I can say the same of its theme song. And that'll do it for this mini-episode on Toss a Coin to Your Witcher from Netflix's fabulous The Witcher series. No big outro for me or anything, but I hope that you all liked this. Uh, it was fun to do and seemed worth pulling out of the bigger Q&A episode that I'm working on for next week. So I'm going to get back to work on that, but I hope that you all enjoyed this, and I will see you next week and in many weeks beyond that with more episodes of Strong Songs. 